and I'll ask our First Lady to get ready, and maybe we'll do a countdown from 10. So we'll go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. February 2008, I was wasting my time doing war. What the hell was that? What did that ever amount to? Meanwhile, Rey Mysterio's fighting Ric Flair. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention at the time. They might as well have been. But those two competitors were putting on another amazing pay-per-view. We watched three from 2008. Uh, and oh my God, Vleeties. This might be the worst of the three, but it's still top five of all time. Yeah, you say worst of the three. I really go back and watch this. It was more – It's that it, you're on the road to WrestleMania, so not a ton is going to happen to change up WrestleMania. Uh, I, it, it's funny doing – we watched the pay-per-view, and then you kind of – at least I read some results and just kind of like, what, are, what were people thinking about this? Everyone again. Like, I, I must have been such an idiot in 2008. Well, the matches were all really easy to predict. We already knew we were getting Triple H, Orton, C. Like, everyone says they, like, this is all Dave Meltzer bullshit where I guess he's, like, hearing rumors and pre-booking WrestleMania before it happens. I'm over here as a fan going, I don't know who the fuck's going to win. I thought Jeff Hardy had that shit in the bag, my man. So, yeah, I thought it was a great pay-per-view. I thought the Floyd Mayweather stuff was really what did. It's really why this pay-per-view existed, I feel, at least this 2008 version, but all in all, it was a good show. I'd go back and watch it for the for a hundredth time. I really enjoyed it. Well, the first Elimination Chamber match, I was thinking, oh, is this the one where Shawn Michaels super kicks The Undertaker? I know he faces him in two WrestleManias. It must be this year. Because, yeah, that was one where I really had no idea what was going to happen. Like, this, wait, this is the Ric Flair year. That can't be the year. Who's going to win this thing? But please, we'll talk about that when it comes up. And I know, MVP's our favorite right now. We're on a 2008 craze. We <laughs> want to talk about his entrance now. But we're going to wait to talk about his floaties until until that match because cm punk opens this pay-per-view and was this the fat cm punk i can't tell anymore because i mean next to chavo everyone looks oversized so when was cm punk the oversized one that he talks about in his dvd this is kind of the bulked up you could tell when he got called up to the main roster he did look big because when you watch him in his in that 2012 2011 run he was thin. He slimmed down when they were filming that Best in the World DVD. He was running a lot. He really slimmed down and looked different. So I think this CM Punk kind of looked like he might have been a heavyweight. But then the, the the CM Punk that ended up being great was the one that people walk, walk by my room and go, why is this child the WWE champion? I call him a viper. You call him a child. He's a viper, ladies. That's like when Randy Orton slimmed down in 2009. Can't wait to watch that one next. Now we got to go back to the Attitude Era after this year. But we're only in February. And CM Punk loses to Chavo Guerrero. This was great. I was a little surprised by the finish, but I assume he gets called up after this. When, did C- when was the summer of Punk? Was that right after this? <laughs> it was yeah, a few years <laughs> after this. But yeah, I... I remember this, I don't, even watching it, I thought, okay, this is where Punk gets the belt. 
But then I I had that moment that you had where it's like, no, 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 Chavo works with like Kane or somebody later on. So, yeah, he definitely – Chavo wins the match, but I was like, it's obviously a dusty finish or some sort of DQ. And then when he beats Punk clean, I was a little bit like, wow, so maybe they really had no faith in Punk. This is where Punk started to get all that frustration. He couldn't beat John Morrison in 2007. Like, Punk was going to lose to Benoit, and Benoit was going to be ECW champ. And then they were like, nah, Benoit is not here tonight. We're going to have John Morrison be the fill-in. And John Morrison is going to win the belt and hold it for a few more times. Well, like, wait, hold on, ladies. We started this 2008 journey with CM Punk as the world champion with no mercy. So he must have just got called up. And you know wrestling tradition. This is You always like this Atlanta booking. Now, we're from the Northeast, Bleedies. And New York booking, you lay down on your way out. If you're getting called up, what did Samoa Jew on the... Samoa Jew. <laughs> Samoa Jew, That's yo. the best fucking character of all time. That's what Scotty Goldman should have been. The Samoan Jew. And should yeah, have been Samoan. That would have been a great gimmick. Instead of Samoa Jew, Samoan Jew. But yeah, Samoa Joe, He, I think he lost on the way out of NXT. F- fucking Finn Balor. Well, you have to. Even the demon went down, I think, Felipe's. So oh, I feel so like... Saying, since he's leaving ECW soon, he... that he might as well kind of lose a few times on his way out because he's going over to Raw? Yes, Felipe's. He, he put over the champ. And also, how great is Taz? I fucking... He ages so well. Don't do that. I know I felt that way every day until yesterday. But now that I've woken up, I feel like it's time for you to wake up. How do you not love Chavo getting punk out of the ring there? Uh, how do you not love that? You, you, they're uh, at the end, throwing in an ah. Uh. And you could hear the struggling Joey Styles screaming in his head. And Taz trying to put a conversation together, adding some color, like his job. Taz was killing it during his commentary. Joey Styles, and I, I kind of liked the sound of the timber of Joey Styles on this pay-per-view more than ever. <laughs> but he's just not, he doesn't have the content. Taz was a great commentator. I might bring the Taz show back, Fleeties, after watching a little No Way Out oh, 2K8. The Taz show is great when he has someone to bounce off of, but it's the same with Chael. When, on Chael's show, when he had, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name, uh, Justin or Joseph, I can't even remember his name. But w- when it's just him, it's kind of annoying. He needs someone to at least talk to and bounce ideas off of. Ladies, I can't remember the dude, guy. I've listened to Chael talk for an hour straight by himself. I oh, love no, I've, that, I've listened to it too, but after you listen to like three episodes in a row of just him, mm. you start to do that thing where – you, you know, when you like hear a song so many times, you like, oh, I got to restart this. I, I didn't enjoy it as much. Like, that's kind of what Chael's doing. I forget who the fuck he was talking to because he would always go, so and so, how are you? Um, gosh. Kobe Covington, when they're talking about the Trumpster, I love Kobe and he got stripped un- unwittingly. He should make a cardboard belt and hold that shit up or just do what everyone else does in the UFC bring up your old belt and act like you still have it. Yeah, who was he talking to, Bledius? Let's bring up the Chill Sonnen episode. Was it Cole Cabana? Was it in the studio apartment? It might have been in the studio apartment, but yeah, I, I like that. So with the Taz show, it's that same deal where he lost Seth. Once he lost Seth, it was just a little, it, it just changed. It wasn't as good. Please, ain't the Seth show. And if it was, I'd stay away from it because Seth Rollins would be playing pop punk for an hour. I'm here to listen to Taz go, ah. So it ain't the boys' fault. It, it's uh, it's the office. It's never the boys' fault, ladies. Oh, oh, then after, after Chavo gets put over by CM Punk on CM Punk's way to being world champion, can't wait to watch that uh, play out. We get our second appearance of Mike Adamley of the year. 
talking to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> and the best thing ever, the, when he goes over to Rey, he goes, first of all, Rey do, he called him, no, Rado, like Play-Doh, but with Rey. He called him Rado. He took out like four of the syllables. And I know he had CTE, used to be a lineman, but fuck this idiot. He has the wrong job. Then he said, how did it happen and did it hamper you? Happer. He's like a typo on an iPhone, the way this guy talks. <laughs> and oh, Vleeties. Then they cut to this fucking, not to cut away from Mike Adam like quickly or anything, but they played this highlight package of the Vicky stuff. And oh, all right, I won't start on that yet. What do you think of Adam Lee? How great is this guy? Adam Lee, it's so strange because we know that he's still around in September. So this 2008, we're going to have to see a little Adam Lee every time we watch one of these events. And I guess I never really noticed that he was terrible, but. Even watching this, I guess it wasn't so bad. Like, I don't know. It's 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 a backstage guy. What am I supposed to do? Well, now it's to... fun when he messes up. Well, well, think about it. Like, that dark-haired Renee Young doesn't ever say Rado or Happer instead of Happen because she's about to say Hamper. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I know one of them couldn't say Intercontinental, but they whipped her into shape real quick. She was saying Intercontinental in the mirror over and over for like – she wrote it on a chalkboard like Bart Simpson. She got it down. Well, yeah, and that's Charlie Caruso. And as attractive as she is, her lips are just way too big for her face. That's why she can't say Intercontinental. She had to laser down those lips. But yeah, Vleety is watching Vicky. Oh, I love this fucking storyline. I wish I was watching wrestling. And I knew this was happening at the time, and I hated it from a distance. Because why would he be with the fat girl? Because she has all the power, and he wants to keep that belt. And, but he, the way he pretends to love her is so funny. You believe it. You actually believe Edge loves her for some reason. Like when Ray fucking 619s her because she's holding Edge. Oh, how romantic is that? Just just would do that. She definitely loved him. And then the way he looked when, when there was one part where fucking Ray dropped his balls on her face. He came down with that move with the legs over the shoulders on Vicky. Poor Vicky. I think she's pregnant with Edge's baby. Rosanna's in there. She can't do boats right now. It's a really sensitive time, and she had to take Rey Mysterio's nutsack to the face. And the face Edge made was like she died, like, and he cared so much. I love this storyline, ladies, and I wish I watched it week to week at the time. And we should be watching Raw right now or SmackDown, whatever episode that's on. We should be watching week to week SmackDown with these pay-per-views. Yeah, they can kind of coincide with each other. And I like seeing Edge on SmackDown this week because, yeah, he has yeah. To he's totally not this guy anymore. And, yeah, I, I enjoyed this whole storyline. I, I kind of forgot that Ray got the shot at Royal Rumble and then it continued. But I guess it makes sense that it would. And, yeah, he was hurt. So he still worked this match, which was awesome. And, yeah, this storyline made total Why sense. Why doesn't Ray get the love he shut? Even on SmackDown, he looked incredible. He lost weight. And he's flying around. He's a legend. He might be in my top five of all time now that we took that fake luchador Shawn Michaels off. You've always liked, yeah, you've always had a soft spot for Ray. And yeah, the, he was great during this time. It was kind of towards the end of that, like 2011, when he won the championship that one night. It was awesome. And then Spoiler, from there, like was... Fleeties, we didn't watch that yet. Oh, we're not I'm at 2011. It. That's right. Oh, but TWFS started that year. Maybe I should know that part. I don't know. That was a blurry year. I just remember The Miz and Jerry Lawler having a feud that should have been longer <laughs> than Edge and Randy Orton's. I mean, Christian and Randy Orton's, whenever that was. But, that ladies, was the same year. You're good. after we see Ray drop his nuts on Vicky, we see Floyd Mayweather walk by, and I marked out. 
So it's the huge seeing young Floyd. And Vladis, I know you love the McGregor fight almost as much as me. And you've probably seen it a thousand times. But you have to see it a thousand and one because we have to watch it together. On YouTube, there's this McGregor Mayweather, quote unquote, alternate angle. And it's just some guy in the crowd zoomed in perfectly on him. Perfect. No shake. He must have an S8 plus. No, it's going to be a Pixel XL because it was that year. But he, the way he's holding it, you see the, their eye contact, how, when they're throwing punches, the dif- difference in velocity. And I'm just, it's great to watch this fight, Felidius. I want to commentate it because there's no commentary. Sure. It, and it's just great to see Conor McGregor go in against Floyd Mayweather with his arms down and try to fight him. And Floyd let him live for five rounds before he threw like two punches. But when he throws him, like Connor lands these uppercuts and we act like they matter. Floyd lands a fucking jab and Connor flies back. It looks exhausted. We got to watch it together, ladies. And Floyd is on this pay per view. Yeah, we are going to have to check that out. That sounds interesting. I've never seen anything like that where it's boxing without all the pomp and circumstance. And yeah, it probably would help if they weren't showing the camera angles to make it look like Connor was really, you know, in it. Because yeah, I, we, all, we all saw it, we all knew that. Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer ever. He's kind of letting Connor hang around. So, yeah, we need to check that out. And, yeah, this is a 10-year younger Floyd Mayweather walking by here. And I remember at the time, I knew who Floyd Mayweather was, and I knew it was a big deal. But it still wasn't like – I was still curious to what they were going to do with him or why he was even there. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. I popped for CM Punk. Then I popped for Adam Lee. Then I popped for Rado. Then I popped for Floyd. Then we get my favorite match, Elimination Chamber, the first one. This is this can't be the worst of the three, as I'm just reliving it mentally. This was awesome. We even get Ric Flair versus Mr. Kennedy later. Spoiler. But I love the Elimination Chamber, ladies. We have a video called The Greatest uh, Gimmicks or something. Oh, not rest. That's what people call it, a gimmick match, but we don't call it that. We call it a stipulation. And all these yeah. comments were like, no, they're gimmick matches. It's a stipulation. And it's my favorite. I love chambers. I like pods. I like elimination. Because, ladies, every match that has more than two people should be eliminated. No, even two people. Every match should be elimination. So, yeah, <laughs> one-on-one, you lost. There's one guy left. He won. Three people means <laughs> we be- eliminated you. <laughs> yeah, we better beat two people now means if it's triple threat. Fatal four-way means et cetera. We understand. But only Elimination Chamber gets this right. Remember when Fatal 4-Way was a pay-per-view? And then Ugh. it happened with Cesaro and The Miz and them every like five times a year for some shitty belt. And it was never Elimination. It was one idiot gets a pin. Miz sneaks it in at the end. And we're supposed to hate him. But instead, we just hate the show. Now, this Elimination Chamber, ladies, we have Big Daddy V in it. Like, oh, I'm just going to na- list the guys. I don't want to rant- rave about any of them yet. I'll just make sound effects. MVP, <laughs> Big Daddy V, oh, great Kali, Finley, Batista, huh, fucking, huh, my Kanye noises, fucking Chris Jericho's in there, bleedies, in The Undertaker, and we've spoken about these characters, Chris Jericho, yeah, in Jericho, you're, Wait, am I wrong? Is he in this or not? He's not in this match. <laughs> I'm sorry, please. This is my notes. He's in both, apparently. Yeah, because I'm seeing down below, he's also in the one with Umaga. But, Vladis, I think Umaga doubles as fucking one of these other fat people. So they're both in two. Wouldn't it be great if Jericho was in this one? Oh, I It would have been a lot better. You know, and this this was a, a unique chamber just because it did have Big Daddy V, who was an ECW guy. They were really doing that 
Uh, I forget what they called it, but they were, you know, cross cross promoting SmackDown and ECW. We film them both on Tuesdays, so I, you know, I this, having Big Daddy V in there was, I think, like you said, you were okay with it because it is a six man elimin- elimination. We weren't really expecting him to win, but at least you can kind of throw him in there, so he still is a menacing heel on the show. And the great Kali in there, he was a world champion, I guess. Oh, so it makes please, sense. you can't wrestle chance at Kali. Like, I was shocked at how Big Daddy V performed. I was believing. I, Of course, you're looking at the tits first. Then you're looking at the tattoos. Then, at some point, you and the crowd there both believe in the monster. Some point when he's running into the corner at someone. Every spot was so well done. And maybe it's because he's beaten up The Undertaker, too. That always seems important. Great Kali, no one would take seriously, but I was afraid of him. Awkward body. You get nervous when he's trying to stand from being in a sitting position, like he's going to snap something. But I, I'm always interested in seeing Great Kali. He has one of the best yelling faces in wrestling, believe it. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, well, he's an actor. He can really do that, and he he's a thespian. So when when he does come in uh, these matches, he get, he could play a character a little bit. So his in ring work was just what really did him in. Where he would have been a great just on the outside of the ring, did a chop to help somebody. He, the role he played with Jinder Mahal that would have been perfect. If he just came in, chopped a guy in the head, Mahal kept the belt, and just kind of did like a Diesel Shawn Michael bodyguard thing, I would have loved it. But having him in a chamber. The, like you said, the guy can barely walk. His feet pointed so far out there, almost facing the other way. It, it's just an awkward walk. This really was a singles match. It was Taker versus Batista, who's going to WrestleMania. I didn't mind it as a chamber. I thought it was still entertaining and fun and good. I liked Hornswoggle in there. Finley, I guess we're learning in 2008, is kind of a big deal. Like He's kind of involved in all these big matches, so... I like Finley. I, I remember he Mike always was on SmackDown. And think of it as a kid, Validius. That you don't think of it like, oh, that's an old guy. Because as a kid, they're all old guys. It, oh yeah. Well, as a kid, it would, I I never looked at numbers. So even now, when Taker's wrestling at age fifty, I can just see kids thinking like, wow, the Undertaker's wrestling. No one's well, going. He's a fifty-five-year-old man. Well, King. and like in this, Undertaker looks great. Finley just looks old. He's wrinkly. But as a kid, everyone looks old. You might you think, oh, I guess. Uh, what is, was he supposed to be again? A fucking, uh, what is that called? Irish dude. Shillelagh. The L word. What's that called? Luchador. No, I, no, that's that's the racist L word. I like how I, oh, Leprechaun. <laughs> I was going to pre- pretend Leprechaun was racist, but I really just couldn't remember it. He's the <laughs> L word, ladies. But no, oh, I guess Leprechauns are wrinkly. Like as a kid, you'll think that about, about Finley. But yeah, watching it now as an adult, I'm like, he's kind of fat. He's kind of wrinkly. But as a kid, I would love this guy. And Vladis, why was Matt Stryker V's handler? Because in ECW, Matt Stryker was the teacher. And as a wrestler, as an in-ring guy, he just didn't really take off. He had he had the trunks with his own face on it. He kind of tried to do I, – I, one of his quotes sticks with me to this day, which is you know kind of weird. But uh, it's not how hard you work. It's how smart you work. And the given, you know, he was just being the genius or Dean Douglas. And for some reason, that led to uh, – Damn, pal, we need to get this big daddy V over. Who do we got? Well, Matt Stryker is a condescending piece of shit who can talk. <laughs> Let's throw him with big daddy V. So that's kind of where that came from. And he would come out and say, my monster does this, my monster does this. And then I think that's where the V hand signal came from. I don't remember if Matt Stryker was what he was doing that. But I remember 
always seeing the V come out when Big Matt AD. Stryker couldn't even handle fucking Kurt Hawkins and his bearded friend on NXT. There's no way he's going to handle this monster Big Daddy V. And really, as you said, Greg Kelly's Cal- a thespian. Batista's a thespian. His entrance, when he looked at because he came out last, pretty much. I think Undertaker did. But Batista comes out second to last and looks at everyone in the pod. Whoo! Right, that was the sound effect he should have got when I was reading names. <laughs> the way he was fly, he was Drax out there. Fucking love Batista now. And he was on SmackDown this week for the thousand episode. Cut the promo of the night. Ric Flair looked like he sobered up a drunk Ric Flair. The look on Ric Flair's face was, this shoot's unbelievable. Like Apparently they were all supposed to stand there awkwardly like the other three were. But Batista was circling him like a shot, cutting a promo. And Ric Flair was so uncomfortable looking. But ladies, we'll talk about Ric Flair when he beats Mr. Kennedy in two matches. Because like Tropicana, I got the juice, baby. That's MVP's theme song. And MVP is in a match. And I, what I loved about this chamber is it does that thing that I thought the Rumble was going to do. I was saying when it started with Undertaker Michaels... I was like, is this, is, is this the one that ends with them? Because then it would be great if it ended with who started it. And this chamber does that. Like you said, it's the Batista Undertaker story. Starts with them, ends with them. I loved the finish, the reversal of... Because you've seen the tombstone reversal backwards into a tombstone. But the fact that they started with Batista throwing him into the cage, you don't see it coming. Over the ropes, into the ring. Oh, I loved it. I loved in the in Undertaker looks amazing in 2008. He, it's odd that his prime comes at this time. Maybe wrestlers or like MMA fighters, Vladis. The prime is later than you think because Undertaker looked uh, physically at his peak and great elimination chamber match. And you can tell him that 98, 99 time he was relying on the gimmick. And he, you always brought it up. He didn't have the best body. He was out of shape. And then it looks like later in his career, like that 06, 07. He started hitting the gym and it became, I'm going to have the best matches on the card. Like him and Kurt Angle, like those guys tore it up at No Way Out 06. He really did lean down and really the in-ring became top tier. So when you would say Undertaker isn't that great of a wrestler, you didn't see this Undertaker. Like this Undertaker was in shape. He looked great. He started doing MMA stuff. He had the gloves. He would throw soup bones, as Taz would call them, soup bones in the corner. So I was all about Undertaker. And, yeah, this counter was great. And this match, uh, these two ending it really made it feel like, okay, yeah, this was trying to get to WrestleMania. MVP, can I just keep saying it? I I keep learning that MVP is terrible. Oh, stop. I was going to ask. Oh, no, I'm angry. First, soup bones. I thought that's what taz called balls before he said yam bag but all right apparently that meant something else i love what he says right in the yam bag and i feel like he thinks of me when he says it i don't know he messaged me on twitter once and had a conversation with me so he did message you whatever it's no biggie he was trying to bully me and i bullied him because i rvd'd him i basically had him pick a hand over dm all right (laughs) and he he won't be bothering me anymore trust me the taz show eat shit (laughs) what were we talking about oh yeah bleedies mvp the choke slam off the pod? No, you, I understand his outfit's goofy. That's what always made me hate MVP from afar. The, everything I see of him from his facial expressions to his headband to his even his dumb cornrows. I love his entrance, his song. What's the lyric? Like, Tropicana, I got the juice. The, One, two, here. Oh, 
in the dance to that. He should come out with a clock necklace. You did that, Boog- boogeyman style. I think he did come out with a clock necklace at first. Oh, he should eat worms too. Then go the whole nine with this gimmick, MVP. I don't try to sell me on why he's terrible because I love MVP. He's in shape. What else can you ask for? He's just wrestling in it's slow motion wrestling. Oh. He looks like he learned. He went to OVW, learned how to do some moves, and they threw him in there and said, "Okay, you have a gimmick. You can talk a little bit. Here's a cool costume. We'll get you going." And that's it. We're going to call you MVP. The gimmick sells itself. He really, his in-ring stuff just really looks like me and you on a trampoline. We like, we know how to wrestle, but we don't want to hurt each other. We're not sure how to do it all the way yet. And yeah, that, that bump was awesome. But hey, it's Undertaker, man. He'll take care of you. No, you can't, but hey, bump of the night. You award it. We acknowledge it. The nine over the pedigree on the chair, bro. Spoilers. What the hell? Who took that? Umaga? I can have to. JBL took that one. Sorry, I forgot. All right, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I'll take choke slam, flip off the cage, and that I couldn't believe he took it like he did. I was thinking, how is he gonna fuck this up? Like, not fuck it up as in botch, but make it not as cool for me, meaning not hurt as much. Like, oh, he's gonna land like on his legs first side like not that he, he might break a leg that way but kind at an angle you know and roll through he flipped ladies he mick foley didn't even do a straight up flip off that cage and That's true that was further though but Fleeties, I, I this is bump of the no, night and, and even if it's bump of the night i still look at his offense like he's just a slow motion fucking wrestler it's not there's nothing about him that seems urgent he's not trying to win a match he's trying to do his moves. He's tr- he's like uh, Mr. Get My Shit In. He's just trying to get his little spots in, and he's happy being a boring wrestler. So that's fine. I just don't like it. It's it. You like me- it. You're being difficult. That's all. And we're, don't worry. We're going to get there. <laughs> Give, <laughs> I know you believe this. In a few months, you're going to love MVP, too. And I'm going to be in for Halloween. I'm getting one of those onesies this week. And wait till you see my headband and my cornrows. I'm going to marker them on like Hulk Hogan did with his NWO beard. If Hulk Hogan can do it, I can do it. Because like Tropicana, I got the juice. And it's Halloween. Felidius, this pay-per-view or this Elimination Chamber match ends with Undertaker winning. So now he's going to go on to face Edge. I can't wait to see this match that I've always hated without watching. Both guys bored me forever. Really? I, you haven't seen this match? I always hear it's great. And I'm like, why? I, I, I know it is the match that shouldn't have been last. Like, this was more offensive than LT versus Bam Bam Bigelow being last for me. Uh, but uh, I, I like the idea of it being... Like, wasn't it career versus title or something, Vladis? And you're like, Undertaker won't win the belt. So it had this unpredictability. Oh, no, streak. I'm sorry. Duh. It was streak, it was streak versus streak because they were both undefeated. At what? Edge was undefeated, too? And I didn't yeah, even know and I that. I remember as a fan, I knew that. I was like, Edge won the, the triangle ladder match at WrestleMania 16. He won the TLC at 17. He beat Booker T at 18. He had a broken neck at 19. He uh, had a broken neck at 20. Won the money to make it 21. Beat McFoley at 22. Ladies, he, I know you have the shirt that lists all of them. It doesn't make you... The no, re- I know <sighs> it by heart, bro, because I'm a huge Edge fan. I'm an Edge head. Right. And I remember this, the build-up to that match was awesome, and the match delivered. I thought it was Edge's best match ever, and possibly under, Undertaker's in shape. You never know what you're going to get with an in-shape Undertaker. Oh, I'm so hyped right now. they got to cut what you said, like Joe Rogan talking and putting it over the promo for whatever paper, WrestleMania 2008. And, oh, the, I hope the Playboy debuts to that, at that. And, of course, we're talking about Maria's Vlitis because Maria was at the Playboy Mansion behind Santino's back. 
That whore, Ashley Mazzaro, dragged Maria to the Playboy Mansion. David Duchovny was there, Vleeties. Uh, it was so many celebrities there. And we got to see Hugh Hefner try to get Maria to show us her tits in a magazine. Uh, Vleeties, this was the good old days. What does the Playboy Mansion mean anymore with Hugh dead? I don't know. I, is it still? Is it one of those things that's going to be looked upon as like, this iconic place that so much history happened at, or is it going to be now that we're in 2018, is everyone going to be a little more like this place was misogynist and this was terrible because as a kid, it was always like a fantasy to go there. And now it seems like if I was there, I almost wouldn't want people to know. Ric Flair versus Mr. Kennedy. Ladies, the, what the WWE doesn't want you to know, Mr. Kennedy. Oh God, he was good. And I, I kind of dislike him for the same reasons I did at the time. The rock impression. That's all. He's doing a rock voice. He's doing a rock impression the whole yeah, time. He's, he's not doing an announcer voice. Like that microphone's supposed to be like an announcer. No, he's doing a rock motion and he's trying to sound like him. And it's gotten worse over time. And the weird thing, ladies, this is what's bizarre. The parts of his character that are starting to that make me like him are the Stone Cold impression stuff. Like when he's a hillbilly texan in tna and parts of that come out when he's not on the mic like during his entrance he'll do the tna walk of course we didn't know about mr anderson back in 2008 we're not seeing this at the time scruffy mr anderson oh i love i love whoever that guy is when he's doing a stone cold impression i hate whoever that guy is when he's doing his rock impression and here rick flair I wasn't paying attention to the matches of Liddy, so was this one in slow motion too? Maybe that's why I like MVP. I'm only looking up when there's a replay, and I'm playing Overwatch during this shit. Like, yeah, if I watched the match, I'd be begging for Hulu to cut it out as well. So how was Ric Flair versus Mr. Kennedy? It was To me, it was fine. You know, we kind of teased it at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view that we just watched, so we're not watching all the Raws and SmackDown and shit leading into this, but I thought it was okay. I mean, you know, you have an older Ric Flair just – like I said, as a as a as a young fan, I guess I wasn't I would just I didn't care about booking WrestleMania weeks and months in advance. So look, watching this now, it's like, well, obviously we need to get to that big match. He needs to go against Shawn Michaels or Triple H or somebody big at WrestleMania. And that's when it's going to end. So this was OK. I, you know, Kennedy and like you said, it, it almost is more fun to watch him now because we I do enjoy when he becomes Mr. Anderson in TNA. Cause this guy sucked. Like I, I, at the time when he was working with Undertaker, like in 05, I was like, "Why the fuck are we wasting Undertaker on this guy?" Well, Vladius, wasn't there any type of believability in Mr. Kennedy beating Ric Flair, then Mr. Kennedy facing Shawn Michaels? Like you re- retired my hero, and now you have bleach blonde hair. That would have been fun. Like, or did Mr. Kennedy have a sure match too? What did he do at WrestleMania? Was he gone? I- didn't he win the money in the bank? I think he wins oh, money in the bank. No, God. that was last year. So I don't okay. know what he what he does at this upcoming main, main. He's probably in another money in the bank. But I think he was sort of, they were pushing him. And then when it got to these marquee events, he just was always without a dance partner. And I don't think him and HBK would have been the, I mean, I made the, you know what? It probably got tossed around. But Flair versus Michaels, way over Kennedy versus anybody. No, I don't think so. Well, okay, it's the greatest match of all time. Fine. I guess I'll put it over that. But, Vladies, oh, this finish has what you 
raved about last week. It's a figure four tap out. And it reminds right. me of Buzz in WWE 2K19. Because, you know, I'm like a UK strong style, you know, like a, a technical type of guy. I do pile drivers and shit. And Vladis, my finisher is the guillotine, or as I call it, the howling choke. And when I'm playing, I howl when I get it. Get that camera on me when I say I howl. And then when I, cho- it, the problem is the submission system sucks. I want to switch to the button one. But then when I'm online, I'll be rusty because the, the button one is not mine. So I'm doing this thumbnail shit. It never moves with my thumbnail. It could be because my character is still rated 58. But I've made a lot of people choke out Vladis and tap. That's the other thing, Vladis. They don't choke out. They tap. So you have him in the guillotine for 30 seconds. You win the submission minigame, and he starts tapping. So what I like to do, I get him in it for a while, hit that left bumper, leave their limp body on the ground, and pin it. So it's like I fucking mandible clawed those assholes. But yeah, maybe Ric Flair should have done that to Mr. Kennedy. Last man standing could have been fun. Keep him in a uh, figure four till he passes out. Maybe that's the Shawn Michaels finish in the next match. Don't spoil it. But I liked this one. I do like seeing the Ric, uh, the Ric Flair figure four get respect because it wouldn't happen again until The Miz adopted it. And very briefly while The Miz had it. Because even even when he was using it, they do this big thing with submissions where you make like seven people lose to it. Like Dolph Ziggler in the sleeper hold, which was from an era of wrestling I didn't really witness. But I like even when he would lock the sleeper hold on in like 2013, you would kind of have the announcers try and sell you. Oh, he's, he's put away several superstars with that move. And me, me sitting there like, yeah, but when was the last time it worked? So I'm w- I'm waiting for a big resurgence of the sleeper hole from Ziggler. And yeah, I really enjoyed watching Flair kind of get these, not easy wins, but just decent matches, good wins on his way out. And it, it really did put over that figure four. So as a kid who, and it, you know, right before this, when he's working with Evolution, Ric Flair was the worst. Everyone hated him. And yeah, to see him have this baby face turn, uh, locking people in that figure four was really cool. And yeah, we could use a couple Boston Crab wins again. I think Kevin Owens tapped to one. But Chris Jericho's Walls of Jericho is in desperate need of a resurgence. And Vlidius, maybe now that he has eye makeup on, maybe he can start winning with that. Yeah, we could <laughs> we could throw some makeup on there. And yeah, Boston Crabs with your face paint really work out well. So this weekend, I guess, is that Jericho cruise. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have some... I'll be on the cruise, Kevin. I'll have updates for you. I was trying to find the promo video for Mysterio versus Edge, because Rado versus Edge is next, and they showed the video with the 619 Vicky, and there were strings playing in it. It was such a intense, emotional video. And I loved it. I loved the entrances. I love this Booyaka motherfucker. Love that little... I want one. I want a Rey Mysterio running around this place. Doing 619s like the black girl on Heroes. I love Rey Mysterio. He's, I love his mask. And uh, by this point, he wasn't too heavy. No, this might have been Fat Ray, But that's okay. He's skinny now, ladies. Wait, 2008 Ray. I can't remember. Was he fat during this match? No, he was good. He, okay. he looked great during this. I think um, one other issue that he had was he switched boots. He was working in traditional boots for a while, and then he switched to these like little Adidas-looking things. So he'd have like really baggy pants and then little baby shoes, and it looked really terrible. And I remember always telling people I hated his boots. And I think he was still—I think he was in the terrible boots at this time. But like, if you watch O2 Ray Mysterio, those boots were awesome. 
08 Mysterio, get some fucking regular, some ra- some real wrestling boots, right? You're not Johnny Johnny Niger out here. Okay? Those boots will expose you. As the Gold Conquistador found out on Raw, ladies, because we were supposed to think it was Kurt Angle, but he didn't even have the black shoes on. Which, by the way, he did have on the week before. And only Kurt Angle wears those. How did we not spot the Conquistador wearing Kurt Angle's shoes? We should have been so smart that we knew. And also, you might remember Sin Cara getting exposed, Sin Cara Negro. He had that little bit, bit on his boot that Booker T saw. So boots are key. Uh, they're just probably really expensive, ladies. It's an expensive part of the costume. It's tough to always be buying boots. If you go on any of these mags, these high spots or whatever, some of the stuff is like $800. I, I work for a shipping company, I'll say it. And there was a, a customer who brought in a pair of wrestling boots, and he said – these need to get signed for, they're worth $600. I was like, you bought some $600 shoes and you work at an independent here in Dallas? Like, you're crazy. Damn, so Sammy Guevara is balling right now. How can we want to pay for his fucking beanies I was supposed to make for him? And Validius, let me tell you, Edge's big boot is priceless. How great is it, especially on a little guy like Ray? But I, Edge is big enough that I'll believe his big boot on just about anybody. And I love it more than his spear. I almost want him to pull on his hair, call the guy up, and just big boot him and pin him. Yeah, no, Edge's big boot, uh, putting that big foot up there, because he is a, a taller guy. He's not like a great colleague guy. But when he drops that boot or hits that uh, that boot in your face, it does look like it should be given a little more respect. It should be given the Ric Flair figure four respect. Because, yeah, his diving hug, that little spear he does, isn't – it was just tough because there was a guy named Goldberg doing a spear that wasn't even his finisher, and it looked like he was killing you where when Edge did it, I mean, it was more of like an effect, like, look at my hair as I'm coming up. Like, right. I don't right. know. I didn't really. I like the execution or whatever it was. And, and Goldberg didn't even use it as a finisher, which buried the yeah. spear for decades. It's a trademark move at best now, especially when you're bringing out a weaker version. Although in 2K19, I love being edge and doing the spear. even though uh, yeah, it's, In a video game, the spear is amazing. Uh, well, it's still the worst, and I, that's why I like it, because they replicated all the shitty parts, the hug and the go-down. But how would you think uh, this match went, Felides? Would you think a Ray's injured forearm? Luckily, it wasn't his Eddie Guerrero arm. It was the non-band arm. Uh, how was this match for you? Uh, it was it was okay. You know, it wasn't as good as their first one at the Royal Rumble. Um, you knew that you could tell that Ray was hurt, and even when they showed his bicep, I was like, can he work with that? I mean, we, you and I were at WrestleMania. Or WrestleMania we were at SummerSlam. When Cena worked with the torn triceps, and he put on a pretty good match with Debry, um, this was okay. I think the storyline was so was still like, I love the story, so it helped me like this match, and that's why it's World Wrestling Entertainment, pal. Because uh, if this didn't have any build up, yeah, it wouldn't have been a good match. But we were kind of still hoping Ray would win because why was Edge with Vicky? But it was okay. You know, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but um, I'll take it. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. I can't wait for Edge versus. Fucking, I almost called him Ultimate Warrior. But Undertaker, <laughs> oh, I would love an Ultimate Warrior comeback. I can't wait till we watch WCW 98, Validius. I'll teach you all about the OWN once we get to that. Uh, <laughs> that this is my OWN arm. It's It also was the non-OWN arm that Ray got injured at this pay-per-view. And then Big Show comes out, Validius, and attacks Ray. What a piece of fucking shit. Luckily, Floyd Mayweather's there. And this was always a bizarre choice. Which is a weirder face for you, baby face? 
Snooky or Floyd Mayweather? Because both are natural heels, but we're just so happy they returned our call that we're going to pretend everyone loves them. I don't because Floyd embraces being a piece of shit asshole. We, every documentary about Floyd is about how he has a million dollar smile, but didn't use it. He went the other route. He's too real. And then right. Snooky's just a dumb whore. Always was. And the skinnier she got, the more we hated her. And for yeah. some reason at WrestleMania, she was the good guy. So which one's weirder, ladies? No, I love that question, too. Like, <laughs> who, who's who's the odder face? Because to me, Snooky was the odd face. Because that whole Jersey Short thing, everyone was such a natural heel. Everyone loved that show because they were so hateable. You almost rooted for bad things to happen to them. She was the one that got punched in the face. Like, all this drama around her. And then when she came into Enhanced Springs, it was like, are we supposed to cheer for this? And I love John Morrison at the end of that match. Yeah. yeah. Throwing his arm up like fucking a Pokemon. He caught a Pokemon or some shit. And yeah, she was such a natural heel. Like when Angelina was in TNA, we booed the fuck out of her. J.O. would have got booed too if Angelina wasn't there. So I, I always hated uh, when Snooki came in as a baby face. If they were going to have a celebrity come in and do something like that, you can still have her win her match, but she's a natural heel. So at least with Floyd... He is an athlete who actually has credentials, who's won a lot of fights. And yeah, so who why isn't Ric Flair putting his fucking career on the line against him? And Floyd comes in as a heel. Like, I'm going to retire the best wrestler ever. And I'm the best boxer ever. How great would this be? Oh, it would have been great. But I, I think maybe Floyd and Big Show is, uh, I guess, apparently training for boxing in hindsight. Like, we've all we've all heard him on podcasts talk about he wanted to be a boxer. So that's why he lost a bunch of weight. Okay, so, all I, right. I, Big Show's hobbies shouldn't dictate WrestleMania. It but, did, I think. Well, I don't know if he knew Floyd or something, but somehow that was the only way they got him in here. It wasn't like Ric Flair was like, uh, well, goddamn, pal, I need to work with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, like, well, this is how that. you handle that. Hey, Big Show. Oh, you know Floyd? Floyd, come here. Big Show, thank you. And then you walk away. You leave them in the room. Go to a new room. And then you call in Ric Flair and you go, this is what we're going to do. Fuck, call Ronda. Oh, that's too early. Ronda but, then was Floyd, but then Floyd might go, well, damn, pal. I'm only working Big Show. I just want Mr. Kennedy versus Shawn Michaels, okay? And if you we love that idea. Did that not that match never happen, did it? It I don't well, it probably did on some raw and we have a super kick and it's nice and quick. But at WrestleMania, we could have saved Mr. Kennedy's whole career. This guy had something. It wasn't this character, although that character this character is great looking back on it. But it, he would have been something else. So he would have had a gun t shirt and I would have bought it. I bought it in if I did it in TNA, I would have bought any shirt in WWE. But Vladis, Floyd's a good guy for some reason. He's saving Ray. And we're Love telling the little man versus big man story. We have little Floyd fights at 148. And he's f- fucking looking up at the 500-pound son of Andre the Giant. Paul White. <laughs> That's got to be Paul White. Big nasty himself. Big show. And what does he do? Hits him with a three-piece. Because big nasty gets down on one nasty knee. And he says, punch me right here. And Floyd lights him up, hits him three times. Apparently breaks his nose. No way he did. Load of shit, if you ask me. If so, Paul White's got a glass jaw. He's got a fucking uh, paper mache nose. Anyone could cave it in because these punches were weak. But, Vladis, the video we're going to watch of Connor versus Floyd that's from a camcorder in the crowd, those punches aren't weak. And if he hit Big Show with a couple of them, that would have caved his face in. Well, and... I think he legit broke his nose. I, I watched it again, you know, to, to for this. 
he broke his nose. He, he threw some punches. Big Show got hot. You could tell he was actually pissed. I wasn't sure, like, because he's like, you get one shot. And Floyd threw a combo. I think maybe like to, at the time I thought, why? Whoa, why did he throw so many? And then yeah, when Big Show's running after him and there's like, melee's break, I thought uh, Dylan Dennis was in the crowd. It was so <laughs> crazy. So no, I, I enjoyed the spot. I thought Shane coming out made it legit. Um, it was fun. And looking at where it goes, they do turn Floyd heel, which makes a lot more sense. So yeah, right now when they're doing, um, right now when they're trying to have Floyd be the good guy, I think it kind of goes. In the vein of as soon as this guy cuts a promo, everyone's gonna hate his ass. But as far as standing up to the Big Show after he beats up or after you know the whole Ray thing, I like it. I think that makes Floyd sense. never turns heel, Bleedies. He's a good guy at WrestleMania. Oh, heel! No, he doesn't. He's a good guy. You're trying to tell me Big Show's the good guy? He even goes up to Big Show and is like, "You said you could beat me with one hand tied behind your back." <laughs> so he's definitely a heel, dude. No, good guys say that, too. He even had the crowd give him a hell yeah. And that's a good guy thing. <laughs> Flitties, he's a 1998 heel, which is, I mean, 1998 good guy, which is a heel to you in the, the uh-huh. ruthless aggression era. But I can't wait, because if there's really a heel turn, I'm going to take it all back. WrestleMania is next, so I'll see how it p- plays out. If he starts throwing money in the air and forming Ultron or whatever the fuck that was he said before, I can't wait, Vladies. Ah, oh, Ultron. That was the worst Avengers movie. I didn't like that movie. That's a good call out. So, yeah, when we do... Right now we're on 2008. Once we switch over to Avengers movies, yeah, th- that'll be... Ultron is very skippable. I don't even remember what happens. I just remember Vision becomes like a real thing. And people are like, no, that's how it happened. I hate whenever anyone says, that's how it was in the comics. Like, I'm not watching the comic. I'm watching a movie. So, you know... Let's fucking move on. Like, I can say, like, no, that's not how it happened. I'm Jason Bourne. That's not how it happened. I don't give a fuck. The movies are great. And Randy Orton versus John Cena was as forgettable as Ultron. Oh, uh, so forgettable. I forgot. I know that it happened here. I forgot it was a DQ. I thought for sure there was something that, like, wow, I can't believe Orton beats Cena clean, and that's why they have a triple threat. I, I couldn't believe that it was like this. And what's great is that in 2K19, you interrupt an Orton-Cena feud, kind of. You get a SummerSlam match with Cena, and Orton's like, fuck no, I want that match. And it's weird, though. The, and this is why it makes wrestling better, because there's no logic in it, but you see the, the performance they're trying to get out of it, the voice acting, like, if you will. Because it, why are these two guys acting like fighting Cena at SummerSlam's a title match? They're both like, no, I want to fight Cena. And Orton goes, that's my spot. Like, What? That doesn't make sense. But then Buzz, your guy, Vleeties, comes out and goes, we don't want to see that match for the 5,000th time. Fucking rubs it in their face. And here we are. No Way Out 2008. This is one of the, this was number 4,008. And it was weird seeing Cena before Usada. He's super big, jacked. That was fun. But everything else about it, I forgot. I didn't even know it was a DQ. Yeah, I totally didn't remember. I remember that there was a triple threat at Mania. And I don't know, I oh. guess a lot of people just assume when Cena came back, he would win the belt and it would be him and Triple H like it was supposed to be the year before, or I, I guess. So Orton was just sort of the, oh, I, I don't have a dance partner, but we're just going to keep him in this rivalry. Wait, just to but clarify, ladies, is this the Randy or- this is the Royal Rumble cash in then? Yeah, so he oh. went, Cena wins that Royal Rumble and then cuts a promo about who says I have to wait till WrestleMania and oh. then he has this match. He wants it in no way out. So they... They book it early, which I thought was cool. I mm. thought it was, I, I you know, I always wondered why Royal Rumble wasn't in February. Like, why not just put it? 
I know that when they did pay-per-views four times a year, it made sense to do January and then April. So I just thought, why not put this, why not put the Royal Rumble closer to Mania? And fuck, the week before Mania, we have somebody win a battle, a Royal Rumble. It's like, all right, here we go towards WrestleMania. Having a November or a February pay-per-view in the middle was always awkward because you would always do like a. Uh, I remember when Lesnar won, it was like we're gonna have a six-man tag at WrestleMania, and it's like it kind of didn't feel. Like, why are we having a pay-per-view with a six-man tag buffer going into WrestleMania? So, uh, or even uh, when Austin won it, I totally forgot. It was like DX and Savio Vega going up against Austin, Owen Hart, and Ken Shamrock. So, yeah, it was like always a clusterfuck of an event. So, this was the Royal Rumble cash-in. So, it did feel like Cena got screwed out of it. Like, Strowman got screwed out of Money in the Bank. So, they did him right and had him. He was involved in the WrestleMania match. Ladies, don't take away my roadblock end of the lines, okay? I love my pay-per-views every four days. It's when shit gets great. That's why <laughs> Evolution and Crown Jewel are going to be pay-per-views of the year. And we close No Way Out 2008 with a second Elimination Chamber match. How lucky are we? What a contest. Triple H versus Umaga. I love seeing Umaga. He was great in this. Versus I love Umaga. Yeah, he, he stands out as someone who's a lot better than I remembered. Yeah, absolutely. Versus Chris Jericho. He's in this one. And this is the one you think is lame and bland. By the way, we didn't talk about this in the other chamber match. Undertaker falls through the door. And it's weird. It doesn't seem like it's on purpose. It's a really bad bump where he goes to lean on the door and it swings open. And there's no reason it happens. Like, they don't go on top of the cell like they should have. <laughs> but it's weird because it reminded me of when didn't Chris Jericho or Punk? Somebody fell out of the, the chamber in like 2013. Didn't Jericho do that? Yeah, Punk like kicked him in the head and Jericho flew out he just and landed laid on there? the camera. Yeah, it was the same bump. I was very confused by that. Yeah, Jericho just laid there. And they took away our Punk versus Jericho fight that we wanted so bad. Was... Sorry, ladies. Yeah, well, the, the plan was Jericho was going to lose that chamber. He was going to get pinned by Punk. And he was still going to work Punk at Mania. Wait, so that's Jericho... real? He really fell out of there? No, no, no. Jericho's was, was planned because oh, okay. he, was, he was supposed to lose clean and he didn't want to do it. So they came up with like a... Okay, how do we get him out of this chamber? How do what do we do here? So yeah, the kick to the head, the falling on the camera guy, and then never coming back was just a way to well, CM Punk has never beaten me. I'm the best in the world. They were just trying to protect that match. No, they shouldn't have. They should have had him fucking head kick him. And also, we all know how December to December should have went, the way Paul Hammond wanted. Punk should have made everyone tap, just like Punk Jericho should have. But sorry, ladies, these are all fantasy chambers that never happened where CM Punk cleans house. Right now, we're going to talk about the one where Triple H cleaned house. And it's with Umaga, Chris Jericho, who you were still, you're calling bland at this point. I love him. Uh, JBL. Oh, love this guy. Can we watch 2004 next? Is that when he was champion? We got to watch the year of JBL after 2008. I would love to go back to 04 because I really do. I loved JBL as champion. I used to wear a tie to to middle school to be JBL. I would do the voice and, you know, I, I everyone was about JBL at that time because he was sort of an out of nowhere champion. So, uh, but it stuck with me. I really enjoyed it. However, when I think back to 04, I remember not thinking the pay-per-views were all that great. Like Triple H fought Eugene at a SummerSlam. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to do 04 next. Oh, I can't wait to sell you on Eugene like I will on MVP. Eugene had matches of the year. I bet he had bump of the pay-per-view himself a few times like MVP. But Vladi's also in this chamber. Jeff Hardy and HBK. Oh, what a, this one was great. We had three chair shots to the head 
Umaga took the best one. Wasn't it great to see chair shots to the head in the chamber? And JBL throwing him, wasn't it him? So you know it's going to hurt. Yeah, JBL knows how to swing (laughs) that fucking chair. And it is funny looking at this raw chamber with these six guys. I guess maybe if you're a fan now, maybe you don't think Umaga was that menacing. But at this time... I guess I was such a dumb fan. All six of these guys, to me, could have won this match. Like, especially with Orton and Cena happening earlier in the night, and we all thought Cena was going to win. Why wouldn't JBL win this? Why wouldn't Umaga win this? I guess I'm not the best booker when it comes to these fucking pay-per-views because I, I would totally would have been okay if Orton and JBL main evented WrestleMania. And, yeah, this, was a, this lineup was a lot more serious to me than that SmackDown chamber. So, yeah, this was great. I really enjoyed this going back and forth. And, yeah, what really stood out to me was, yeah, JBL with the chair shots. And then Umaga. We really missed out on an opportunity to have this guy walk around with that spinner belt. Yeah, with his mouth. Fucking (laughs) carrying that thing in his teeth. Yeah, and believe me, Umaga runs through a pod. That's always fun. So I loved everything Umaga did. I don't know that he put on a Big Daddy V performance. Big Daddy V might be MVP of the big men. But then Jeff Hardy goes off the pod. Remember that shit? So, yeah, Umaga got to take every finisher a couple times. I love when that happens. Yeah. Uh, this was a – it's weird then looking back at this pay-per-view because my knee-jerk reaction, and we're a couple days separated. Usually I'll watch it like the day of, so it's, it'll be fresher. So my knee-jerk reaction with this was to say it was the worst of the three we've watched from 2008. But we got Floyd Mayweather. Uh, pff, Mr. Kennedy versus Shawn Michaels' hero. It's almost versus Shawn Michaels. Two chamber matches. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Edge. Like a lot of this is great. CM Punk losing. Mike Adamley with two good quotes. Uh, I I'll have to look at the year as a whole. I feel like and rank them then rather than as we go because now this feels like the best of the year. That's what yeah. Because we liked Unforgiven. We watched that first. I would I would rank this above that. I I think this is more is rewatchable. I like the ch- the chamber matches themselves are so fun to watch. It doesn't matter who's in them. You want to watch them. I think they're better than the scramble matches at least. So um, I would put this ahead of it. But like I said, it also has that negative connotation that it's right before WrestleMania, after the Royal Rumble. It really is just a buffer zone of, well, we already know what we want to do for Mania. Uh, It's kind of, we don't want things too big to happen here. So that's where No Way Out always kind of struggles for me. Even, I think my favorite No Way Out is, uh, oh, we can't spoil 04. But once we get to 04... Some shit happens at No Way Out, whereas this one, you kind of were expecting some big shit to happen, and it kind of just was the buffer. Like, oh, said, please, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I know what you're talking about. That dude, one was or No Way Out. Rhino, fucking awesome. It was too close to Mexico, that one, and we all fucking paid for it. But believe me, this, this, this 08 No Way Out ends with Triple H winning, and I love that damn pedigree. Shawn Michaels takes the best pedigree of all time. I almost forgot how good they are. He attacks the mat like a young Kurt Angle. Uh, so I did enjoy it. Triple H winning will get a fire lit inside of me like never before. But we watched this pay-per-view at a time when I needed it. Because the Brothers of Destruction are a couple weeks away from destroying Triple H. And good, I want to be mad at him. And watching this just helped me get ready for Crown Jewel. And I'm going to watch Shawn Michaels make $3 million in 20 minutes. It's going to be the best night of all time. And there better be a comeback match, and you better beat The Undertaker. But, ladies, as a pay-per-view, No Way Out 2008. Oh, four and three-quarter stars. I'm using the Meltzer system. And, you know, it's really just because of the big show more than anything. I loved everything. Floyd Mayweather backstage? 
Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather front stage, Umaga, Mike Adam, Rey Mysterio. I can't even finish names. I just go right to the next one. There's so many great names. Chavo Guerrero was out there looking balder than ever, honoring his dead uncle. I mean, this well, pay-per-view was memorable. I'm sorry. And it you. was and it was fast-paced. Like it really wasn't like there wasn't a moment of like look away time or go go do something else. I really wanted to sit there and keep going. It it didn't have that moment like some pay-per-views have now where oh, here's the popcorn match. There really wasn't a huge popcorn match in this. So I was hooked, man. I was, hey, oh. Terry buys up all the time, my man. Vlady, is Maria at the Playboy Mansion? I was glued to the screen. What's going to happen next? Is Christopher Daniels going to come out and ruin this? Is the Black Angel going to piss in the pool right now? Holy shit. And no, that didn't happen. Maria just fucked you. But it was, I don't know, it was kind of a spit twist in itself. Vladi, preview WrestleMania for me. It's the big one. It's next. What's the set look like? Because so, so far, again, we watched Unforgiven, Royal Rumble, No Way Out. Now, 2008, in a lot of ways, will be devi- defined by this WrestleMania. If every pay-per-view is as great as the one we watched so far, and then this WrestleMania sucked, let's face it, the year sucked. So what, what do we have in store, Vladi? Is Kurt Angle going to fight? Kurt Angle will, uh, gosh, he will not fight at this WrestleMania. Fuck. Kurt Angle will be in TNA at this time. Shit. <laughs> I was even like thinking, like, Kurt Angle in 08, what was he up to? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm probably wearing a suit with Sting. <laughs> so, yeah, no, definitely not here for this. But, um, no, this pay-per-view was great. It had, like, the weird uh, SmackDown versus Raw, like, interpromotional match. Like, we need to book Umaga and something, so let's put him against Batista. Oh. But it has the flare retirement. It's got the triple threat. Did you say it's Batista? The... Isn't it Lashley? Isn't that the Donald Trump match? No, no, that was that was the year before. Like oh. they, they were like, we need to do something with Umaga every year. So he's just easy to beat at WrestleMania for one of the guys from the other brands. But uh, no, the, the kind of the highlights for me in this is the triple threat match where um, you know we have the title on the line with Cena, Triple H, and Orton, and then you need to rewatch Edge and Undertaker as an as an Undertaker fan. It's a great match. And uh, I think you'll even enjoy the little bit of Kane and Chavo Guerrero for the ECW championship, man. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Kane, oh, my God, gets a title shot. Oh, he must turn the belt silver. He brings the silver era. Well, I I, yeah, he kind of starts that silver era. I think when he it might be when he loses it is when the silver belt makes a debut. But ECW was like the land of the monsters for a little bit where it was like Henry, Kali, Kane all fighting for this belt. Isn't it great how mad that would make me, at least, as a ch- a young wrestling fan? Because I thought ECW meant something more. And then it, when you look back, it's like, I don't know, like Chavo, Mark Henry, Big Show. Like all the, uh, who else? There was that fucking, uh, who's the guy that had Kelly Kelly dancing with him? I don't know, all these. Uh, Mike Knox. Yeah. There we go, Mike Knox. Like all these people, we acted like we're so terrible. Well, how good is Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and... <laughs> Like and then later on, Steve Carino was the last great out of that place at least before he got fat. Uh, this fat Steve Carino is unacceptable. But no, like a lot of this ECW was no talent, untrained, unwashed, untalented, nobodies. So I'll take this. East, I'm starting to think WWE ECW is better. Is what I'm trying to say. I feel like I need to go back and watch it because there's a black guy with like a ponytail. Who's that guy? Is that Elijah Burke? Yes. Fleeties, you read my mind. Is he really that bad compared to New Jack? Is it, maybe Elijah Burke can do some better things than New Jack. I enjoyed WWECW. I, I, 
I knew that it wasn't ECW, like the old school one. But yeah, you're kind of right where if you watch some of these ECW pay-per-views from, you know, on the network, it's not like the whole thing's a home run. Otherwise, they would have been winning. So I wasn't, I remember RVD and Hardcore Holly had an awesome Extreme Rules match on ECW that when Holly cut his back open, everybody was like, holy shit. So I thought it was cool they would have like their one Extreme Rules match, but then they would have regular matches. And I thought it was a good show. To the point where even today, where I, I I'll Google, when are they bringing back ECW? I liked the version that it was <laughs> when it was over. We can have other guys who might not have been WWE or World Heavyweight Champion, but since the show's only an hour long, we can try out Chavo Guerrero as a World Champion. In air well, quotes. it's interesting, Bleedus, because we go back, and there are guys that we hated in WWE ECW. That when you think about it, would have just been an ECW anyway. That vampire would have been an ECW. The same yeah, Kevin Thorne would have been an ECW. Like, <laughs> Hammond would have been like, that Kevin Furtick can work. But, excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, you, that, they would have got it over, Bleedy's an ECW. And that bingo hall, that vampire's scary. And because ECW, like I know with CM Punk, we all say it. Oh, yeah, he would have worked in ECW. Perfect face of the brand. Should have won December to dismember. That's the easy one. But ECW also had Big Dick Dudley in it and like a bunch of pieces of shit. So there's a bunch of big men that are pretty talented that, yeah, probably would have just been in ECW and were WWE ECW champion. I love that, Mark Henry. But he wouldn't have been in ECW because of the investment the company made in him. But I sure. love seeing that Hall of Pain Mark Henry before he's the Hall of Pain Mark Henry. At the time, I would have given him no attention, no time of day. Watching him now, I love it. I don't even know why he came up. He's not even on this pay-per-view. But I hope he's at WrestleMania. But, Vladi, so that's the next one, the biggest one of the year. I know Ray's going to be there. I can't wait to see it. 2008 has been a dream so far, and I love reliving it with the man himself. My name is Ryan Van Vliet. Join us next time, WrestleMania 24. Watch it ahead of time. Join us, discuss it, because until the day that we die. We are. We are. We are. The whole effing show. Well, we are. All right.
anymore they aren't built to grind they're built weak soft they're used to second place trophies i'll tell you a story booker i i fought in a tournament and i took fourth place on the way home from that tournament i had a trophy in my hand and my dad said hey let me see that trophy and he threw it out the window while we were on the highway home i don't accept fourth place third place second place i was built to be tough i was built to last and I was built to get things done by any means necessary. Cruz also grew up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is. <laughs> 